0: Hey everyone, welcome back to That Pacer Podcast. I'm your host, Samson and today we are going to be talking about the Pacers' loss to the Wizards, previewing the Heat game, the Pacers have swept the Heat so far, my thoughts on the buyout market and free agency, and we will wrap up our episode. So let's get straight into the episode. So the Pacers fell to the Washington Wizards 132-124. The game should have been easy for the Pacers. The Bealess Wizards are supposed to be awful without them. And they're not good. They weren't good. They were, I mean, they were better than I thought they would have been, but they weren't good. The defense, atrocious for both teams. I think I might have tweeted out two pictures of Swiss cheese. The defense looked like Swiss cheese, holes everywhere, easy to get in, easy to get out. Awful defense. Russ, Russell Westbrook, washed up Russ, as people like to call him, had 35 points, 21 assists. And Rui Hachimari. Did quite well, too. He had, I think, I believe, 16. I don't know why I don't have this pulled up. I thought I had it pulled up. I think he had 16 or 18. Or no, no, no. He was 26, maybe. He he had quite a lot of points. He's looking like a really good stretch five. Gonzaga boy, just like our boy Demonta Sabonis. Um that, that was definitely an interesting wrinkle in the game. The fact that they had Westbrook and... Um, Rui, doing quite well. Rui had 26. Denny Adi, Adiva, or Adiva, I don't know, had 12 points. Alex Lin, 7. Um, some other notable uh, contributors, Chandler Hutchinson had 18. And Ra. why am I forgetting his name? Neto had, uh what was the last game? Uh, 15 points. So Raul Neto. Or, I don't know, Raul Neto? I don't know. Don't really know how to say his name. I'm just going to call him Neto for now on. There was definitely um, some interesting stuff going on defensively. Patriots defense, frankly, awful, atrocious, terrible, Disgusting. And it lost them the game. If they didn't have to go over every single screen, which I don't know why is a concept, Malcolm Brogdon is constantly doing regarding Russell Westbrook, who is a very bad three point shooting sh- three point shooter, who actually shot fairly well this game. But I know Caitlin Cooper pointed it out: the fact that they're shooting, the fact that Russ is a bad three point shooter means you don't go over the screen every single time. Russ is really fast. He is washed out. He's still really fast. He's gonna to get to the rim really well, but the fact that we're just like gonna be like, okay, let's let let's not give him any space. He's not gonna create around the screen. Nope. Nope. We're just gonna we're just gonna press him because he's such a good three point shooter. If Russ shoots this well from behind the arc, I think he shot four six from behind the arc. Yeah, four six from behind the arc. Cool. I'd much rather him have that than get into the paint a ton and create shots for other people, and then create shots for himself. I think that was definitely the big downfall for the Pacers, is letting him get into the paint so much. Another big issue, Miles Turner struggling, um, I wouldn't say defensively, but he did have a lot of fouls, so that definitely did hurt him. Only plus minus uh, starter, which is going to happen a lot with him, just because he's so good with the bench. Uh, He was plus one, which is... Again, not good, but he had four fouls. So the fact that Turner was unable to stay on the court was very bad, and that was also caused a lot by just the constant penetration of the defense by Russell Westbrook and um, our boy Chandler Hutchinson, Rudy Hachimari, or Rudy uh, just a constant penetration on defense, really set the Pacers up to fail. They weren't, they weren't going to be able to succeed. When your defense is constantly letting a guy like Russell Westbrook inside, you have to know that you have to give up and hope that he's going to have a bad night three-point shooting. And frankly, he didn't. He had, he had a pretty decent night. But you have to accept, okay, he might shoot seven or ten tonight, and he might kill us that way. From three, but he's not going to get inside and create for others. Russ is still pretty good at that. He's still pretty good at creating for others. Now, is he as good as he used to be? No. But he's still pretty good at creating for others and he's still a threat inside. Don't just let him drive in every single freaking time. It's pretty simple. Just literally, there's some simple concepts you can throw out. I've been a fan of A, having Goga or Miles. On the floor at all times. Gogo's a, Gogo's a smart player. He can stretch the floor, kind of. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of it. Gogo's a smart player. Why not have him on the court? I mean, Domas is not a good defender. I mean, I feel I feel like he stepped down this year, frankly. He's been a bad defender. Gogo's a good defender. He's a good shot blocker. Have Have him on the court. At all times, him and him, him and uh, Miles, keep him on the court. That'll that'll keep a guy like Russ. And Goga did play a little bit more minutes. I will give the Pacers that. But you have to game plan for these guys better. Goga, seven minutes. That's something, I guess. I mean, he's a minus four. Had three fouls. Good. Let him have fouls. Rus- Russell Westbrook is, isn't going to... like Russell, Russ isn't that good at... Three points, or free throws. Let him foul, let him foul out. I don't care. Like, I, I I, just don't see the benefit in having a, I think, honestly, you can put just offensively, Domas is a five or four. Five or four. I, I'm not ready to put Domas in just the, he's a five. I don't think defensively he's a five at all. Like, I just don't think he can protect the paint at all. Um the Pacers, two big stars kind of carried this carried the team. We had Malcolm Brogdon killing it from three, five of ten from three, 26 points, DeMontis, Amonis, thirty-five points. Both of those guys killing it. Domas just there was times where he was triple teamed. I'm like, how is he going to score? But it kind of turned out to be empty stats because they didn't come out with the win. And yeah, that's great that they did really well, but they didn't come out with the win. Next, I'm going to be talking about free agency, Jalen LeCue, and my thoughts on that. So for this segment, I'm going to be blind reacting to all of the transactions that happened. So I think we're going to go from latest to like what happened most or most recently to least recently. So first off, Magic trade Gordon to the Nuggets. Um, Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, future first-round pick goes to the Nuggets. Magic, and then the Nuggets get Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark. Now, um, I like this for the Nuggets. I think that they got another guy who could be a good, good defender, good scorer, create some offense for them when they need it. Not that they need a ton of it. I don't know if the Pacers, this really extremely affects the Pacers at all. I mean, they're most likely not going to be playing them in the playoffs. Playoffs is kind of only basketball that matters. Um, but I do think this is a good move for the Nuggets. They get a good player. We've seen the Magic basically go into full tank mode, which is very good for the Pacers. The Pacers do play them a couple of times upcoming. Um, one, two. We've got two more games up against the Magic. And looks like we have... After a quick scan, I could be wrong. Zero games up against the Nuggets, so that's that's good. Like we get to play the Magic, that should be two easy wins. Should be two easy wins. You never know what the Pacers now, the Heat. Finally, get their hands on washed up Victor Oladipo. He get Victor Oladipo, and the Rockets get. Oh, this is, this is gonna be great, Kelly Olinick. Avery Bradley in a 2022 pick swap. They didn't even get a full pick. They got a pick swap. And guess what? The Heat will most likely be better than the Rockets then. So you got Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley. I I mean, I could see. Okay, so here's, here's the Rockets defense here. Okay, we were trying to rebuild, and we didn't want to have the salary of Jared Allen and then also... Um, our boy Karis Levert on that team. No, that that's the worst offense of all time. Instead, you got draft picks, Kelly O'Linick and Avery Bradley. Kelly O'Linick and Avery Bradley. That is awful. That is a terrible return. Vic, I mean, we play the we play the Heat tomorrow. That should be I hope I, just, the Pacers will know how to game plan for him. That that I mean he got to go where he wanted to go. That that's all I can say. That's all that's the only thing you can say. He got to go where he wanted to go. Next up, Celtics making making moves. Danny Ainge finally making making moves. Basically traded a bunch of picks, um, and Gordon basically traded a bunch of picks. Ev- okay, here's what he traded: two second round picks. G- Sorry, I'm trying to think of like the best way to frame this. He traded two second round picks and a bunch of other stuff for Miles Turner, Doug McDermott, and the first. Yeah. So, Celtics get Evan Fournier and he's going to be a cute little microwave microwave scorer. It's a cute move for them. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's cute. It's it's not great. It's cute. You know what I mean? It's it's nothing. It's not going to it's it won't push them over the edge. But but it's cute. It's it's a good little add-on for them. Mavericks getting moves, I guess. I think I'm not sure. I, I I don't know. So Mavericks get JJ Redick and Nico Melli. Only player I, I don't know a ton about Nico Melli. JJ Redick is a good player. I mean, he ha- he has not been happy in New Orleans at all. But he the Mavericks get to add a little bit of shooting. Maybe get some old Seth Curry vibes from this. Um, Pelicans get James Johnson, Wes Wessowundo, Wessowundo, and a 2021 second round pick and cash considerations. Hmm. That's what TJ Warren was traded for. Say, you know, those cash considerations are going to get you buckets. Except for not. Um, I, I don't really like, this is like a minor move. It's again, another cute move. I'm. It's like I'm surprised Pelicans got anything out of that. Proves that you that shooting can get you something, basically. I mean, just sorry about that. I know that just probably shaked and rattled with your ears. Um, Clippers making moves to try and get that star point guard, Rajon Rondo. Um, they got Rajon Rondo for Lou Williams. Um, 2023 second-round pick, Portland, and 2027 second-round pick, and then some money. So Hawks, I love this for them. Their offense has sucked when um, our boy, uh, Taven, or uh, sorry, I'm trying to think of his name, Trey Young has been out. Their offense has been putrid. Disgusting. So I like that for the Hawks. The Patriots play the Hawks. I'm a fan for this for the Clippers in the playoffs. This is a terrible move if you care about the regular season. So the Pacers would never do this move. All jokes. But um, this is a, this is clearly a playoff move. Next up, we've got Nuggets. Bring back JaVale McGee. They get Cavs get... Isaiah Hartenstein Hart, and, and two second round picks. That that's good. That that's good return for ja- Javale McGee. Javale McGee helping out the Nuggets with some bench depth instead of playing Zeke Naji, who who is he's is stuff at this point in his career. He's very young. He will be good, I believe he will be good, but um not right now. Isaiah Hartenstein, he's. He's going to be a good young flyer for them, uh, for the Cavs. and two future second-round picks, um, that is a little bit worrying me about the Nuggets, just because that – so the Nuggets are basically in a situation where they're really good at drafting in the second round. Not really good. They've gotten good talent out of the second round. So that kind of does worry me a little bit. Pacers do play – I think the, – no, they do not play the Nuggets. This is a second – um, let's check on the Cavs. I don't think they did, but they played them a lot earlier. They always did. They always played them like six times in the regular season. I'm like, what's up with this? I'm not a fan of that. Um, ooh, we've got a three-teamer. So, Bulls get Daniel Tice. Javante Green, Troy Brown Jr. Um, Celtics get... Luke Cornette, Mo Wagner, Wizards get Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson, Pacers killer. Brand new Pacers killer we got right here. 18 points against the Pacers. I mean, I don't really get this for the Bulls. I kind of get this for the Celtics. I mean, Mo Wagner is a better player. So I kind of get this, I guess. Um,. I'm I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about this. So the Warriors get a top twenty-five, uh, top fifty-five protected, twenty twenty-five second round pick from the Hornets, and then the Hornets get Brad Wanamaker at twenty twenty-two second. Round. So I'm guessing the Warriors are making the bet that this pick, sorry about that, the, this pick is going to be good, and then they also don't believe that Brad Wanamaker is an important part of their team. So. I mean, helps up the Hornets a little bit. Again, very cute move. It's a, it's a minor. I think maybe some cap stuff could be going on there. Raptors trade Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis for a second-current round pick. Uh, this makes no sense for the Kings, and this also makes perfect sense for the Raptors. Raptors get a 2021 second second round pick, which is going to be very good for a dude who can't play because of legal troubles, or I think he can't play but has had a lot of trouble playing because of legal troubles. This makes perfect sense for the Raptors. Terrence Davis shouldn't be in the league, period, in a conversation. So I do definitely definitely like this move for uh, the Raptors because they're great with their seconds. That's going to be a high second-round pick. And I guess if the Kings um, can get him as a rehabilitation project on the court, it's a decent move, I guess. And the Kings aren't good at drafting, or aren't terrific at drafting. So I'm not going to say that this is a bad move for them on the court. But you've got a guy with legal troubles that never really ends well for your team. I just, I just don't think it's a, a smart move for the Kings, on and off the court. I mean, it's a, it's a decent move on the court, at best, decent move. Jazz get Matt Thomas, uh, Raptors get second round future second round pick. Eh. It's, it's whatever. Um, Spurs get Marquise Chris and cash considerations for draft rights to Sadie Longley. Whatever. We're skipping over that. Kind of a pointless move. Kings get DeLon Wright and then Corey Joseph and then a 2021 second round pick. And, and then, sorry, the Pistons get 2021 second round pick. 2024 second round pick at Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph, former pacer, uh, will dribble the ball 24 seconds into the shot clock and then do a little fadeaway jumper. So you'd love to say, or he'll do a little floater that it probably won't go in. So that's that's exciting for the Pistons. But they get two picks. I like this for the Pistons. I like this for the Kings. This isn't a bad move. Dylan Wright, it, it's okay. I mean, I'm not like, oh yeah, this is awesome. This is going to really push them over the edge. They're making the playoffs now. It's a cute little move for them. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of giving up more of your seconds that will be valuable because you're not going to be good. Um, the Heat acquire Naomi Ami I I know he's good. I know he's a, a decent player. He'll be a decent player for them. They kind of get a stretch stretch four. He could start for them. Um, they have to give up Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. Um, Mo Harkless is kind of the only big guy in there that is like Oh, you got to give up more heartless, but that's not a huge move for them. Next up, 76ers acquire George Hill and Ign- Ignazus. I'm not going to try and say it. Um, Knicks end up getting, this is a three-teamer. 76ers get George Hill. I like that. I like that move for a lot for them. I think that gives them some functional. <sighs> Functional point guard depth that isn't um, Shake Milton, who's super streaky, or Ben Simmons, who's not really a point guard. And Knicks get two second-round picks. Vincent Poirier, rights to Ermic, I'm not even going to try and say it, and Terrence Ferguson, and then a 2024 second-round protected pick. And the Thunder get Austin Rivers, Tony Bradley, and then two second round picks. I mean, I, I don't hate it. It's, I, I the only team that I think really matters here is the 76ers, really. Blazers, this is a, this is a good move. So now we're getting into the, like the great, the good moves. We still got a couple more to go. Um, the, yeah, these are important moves. So we're going to get into this. So Blazers, Get Norman Powell, who's averaging twenty. I did not, I did not realize he was averaging twenty, and have to give up Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Honestly, not hating this for either team. Raptors kind of say, okay, this is not our year. We're not really in the mood to pay Norman Powell. Um, we're gonna have some. We're gonna we're gonna take a stage back, and we're gonna try and work on Gary Trent. I, I don't mind this move for either team. Norman, he'll be a good addition, good defensive, good offensive addition. For the Blazers, Bulls with the big blockbuster trade. Bulls get Nikola Vucevic and Alfarouk Amino. The Magic get Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two first-round picks, two future first-round picks. I love this for the Magic. It kind of shows this is an interesting Pacers lens that you can take a look on it. it shows what a value of a good. Not top two center is not showing right now. And then Wendell Carter, good little flyer for them. They can try maybe work something out with him to where he can be a really good player for him, them. Um, Otto Porter, yes, I don't think they re-sign him, but they, I think he will be a restricted free agent. So that might be decent for them. And then the Bulls are kind of going all in. Um, That's definitely going to affect the Pacers. That is the biggest move that will affect the Pacers. They are going to um, basically have to fight this team for playoff spots, or they might have to play them in the playoffs. So this does affect the Pacers. This makes the Bulls a lot better. It's going to put them one move, I would like to say, one move away from being a really good team, from being a top top eight team in the east or top seven or top six or wherever you'd like to put them to a top three team so that that's a good spot for them to be in. and they didn't have to give up too much i don't i don't mind this at all and nicole Vucevic is on a pretty good contract for what he provides and i mean he's never going to be a guy that you're like oh nicole Vucevic. that's a huge 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 ad but that is a, definitely a good move for them clippers get a future second round pick uh, this basically cleared up um cap space uh for them uh, uh, kings just say we don't want our seconds apparently bucks pj tucker let's go bucks proud of you guys um bucks going all in on now they get pj tucker and they get a 2021 20, and a 22 22 first round pick and then they also get, or the 2029 second round pick. And then the Rockets get 2021. The only stuff that matters, they also get D.J. Scene, who they waived. And then D.J. Wilson, 20, which is like a young flyer for them. 2021 first round pick. Um, basically just moves them up in the draft. And then a 2023. So they're basically projecting that the Bucks are going to be worse in a, one year later than, which I don't mind that prediction at all. Bucks. Trade toward Craig to the to the Suns. I like that move for the Suns. That's a smart move. Um, next up, we've got Trevor Ariza gets to go to the Heat. Heat with all of the washed up stars, uh, and then the Thunder get Myers Leonard, twenty twenty seven second round pick. Basically, Myers Leonard gets um, cut immediately as soon as you get there. Um, Myers Leonard has had a past issue that I'm not going to talk a ton about, but we'll basically make it so he'll probably never play again. And myers Linden it hasn't been too terrible, um, but he just—I just I just don't think he's in the position to ever play a basketball game again, which is unfortunate for him. But that is the way this goes. So that basically wraps up every single trade. That was 17 minutes. Holy moly. Um, Pacers waived Jalen LeQ, which is a move for them. So, the Pacers are moving on from the Jalen Q experiment, who was traded for TJ Leaf. So, that's definitely a minor move for them. It's nothing too crazy, but it is a move for them. So, that's exciting. So, next up, we've got, after this 17-minute long segment, holy moly, um, we've got a heat preview. So, yeah, let's get straight into this heat preview and then wrap up the episode. So, the Pacers played... Their East Coast rival, or East Coast, I guess the Heat are on the East Coast. Eastern Conference rival, I guess. So the Pacers have already beat the Heat twice. Um, No shocker there. They always beat them in the regular season. They get their butts kicked in the playoffs. First off, their first win up against the Heat was a 137-110 victory. Lily, how could this have happened? How could this have happened? I don't see it. The Pacers dominated. I mean, this is a good game. Malcolm Bryden, 27 points. Gareth Silver, 8. Miles Turner, 12. Really good defensively. Justin Holiday, 17. And then the story is really in the bench. TJ McConnell coming out crazy. 16 points, 15 assists. And then Doug McDermott, 17 points. And then Jeremy Lamb, 12 points. Those three players off the bench really provided the Pacers the scoring they needed to win that game. Now we're going to need to see that bench that bench unit come out for the Pacers. Cause in the next game that was way closer. They didn't it didn't it didn't come out. It didn't it didn't come out as much as it should have. So the Pacers only had, only had Two players in double digits off the bench, TJ McConnell and Doug McDermott. They needed that third guy off the bench because it was way closer. Closer. It was 109 to 106. Now, the Heat did a lot of things right. I'm very happy Kelly Lillenik isn't playing, but it's going to be definitely interesting to see Victor Oladipo. Overall, I think the keys to success against the Heat are probably going to be letting, Vic, letting Victor Oladipo feel like he's secure in the rim, secure and driving to the rim, and then do the tactic that he did against the Pacers and smush him when he comes inside. Make him turn over the ball, make him hack up terrible shots, as per usual, which is now his new favorite thing, which for some reason wasn't going on as much with the Pacers. Um, I definitely think you do have to control those shooters. That's always important. Um, guys like Duncan Robinson are going to be really – Really important to watch. Miami is nowhere near as good as what we've seen in the past, so I think if the Pacers are going to win, it's I think I definitely do think the Pacers are going to win. Actually, oh sorry, I'm completely wrong. Um, Victor Oladipo is day to day, so he's not going to go to Indiana. Oh gosh, I did not realize that. Um, Kendrick Nunn. I not play KZ Paula who has not played a lot will not play. So they're looking relatively healthy, actually mostly mostly healthy because I don't really consider Victor but a big part of their game plan He's kind of a minor piece you can see, but Gordon draw and Tyler hero keeping and Duncan Robinson. That's going to be important to keep track of those guys on the offensive end and then kind of shutting down Jimmy Butler, Justin holiday is going to have his hands full. So it was basically anybody who's guarding him. Shutting him down and then Turner playing good post defense on BAM is going to be important. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm going to let you all go. Listen to this right before. Listen to this right before the game. It's perfect little preview. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week.